Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. We increase by the Spirit in grace. Love towards the brethren. An abundance on every side in Jesus' name. We acknowledge daily that in 2023, we are walking by the Spirit. And not by our might and power in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Amen.
Somebody shout glory. Can you just stand up for like 30 seconds? Just stand up. How many of you know God is a good God? You don't need a sermon on that. God is a good God. And, and, and we are beneficiaries of his goodness. Today it's very important. Look at the neighbor and say, today is important. Say, Jesus loves you. He has a word for you. And there's a shift coming for you. Now, you're going to shout from your tummy and you're going to scream glory. Are you ready? One, two, three. Somebody shout glory! One more time, shout glory! Hallelujah! Amen. Please have your seat. You're welcome this morning. Today is a very special day. Amen. It's a special day for every one of us. And um, we want to deeply appreciate everyone here. In fact, everyone is special here this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, you're special. The fact that you're a child of God and that you are here this morning, you are special. Amen? Now, we love and appreciate everyone that is here this morning. And we welcome you with Jesus' joy and peace. Amen. Um, also want to appreciate friends that have come to share fellowship with us today. Uh, we don't have time to, you know, specifically uh, acknowledge, but I appreciate every one of you that is here this morning. And I believe that by the time this meeting is true, the testimony will abound in your life in Jesus' name. But I want to I just appreciate the servant of Christ uh, in our midst. Because of the kind of person she is, I will just call her name. She will stand and will appreciate her. She will not allow me to say some things. But I'd like us to put our hands this morning for evangelist Stella Ebay. Um, she's an evangelist in the Fort Square Church, and she's sharing fellowship with us this morning. Please, madam, can you stand up? Hallelujah. You're welcome. Amen. Our humility will not allow me to say plenty things, but you're welcome. I will love you so much. We appreciate you. Hallelujah. Are you ready this morning? I'm not introducing her yet, but our guest speaker is around. Amen. Somebody shout glory. Somebody shout glory. All right. But, but, but before she comes, you're going to hear a testimony. I know many of you know her. When we introduce her, we know her better. But, but she has impacted someone here very deeply. And she's going to share a testimony with us in the next five minutes. How she met her and how God used her to impact her life as a foundation. We never knew we were going to meet and this whole thing will not connect. But I'd like us to put our hands this morning together and welcome Uche, my beloved wife, as she shares her testimony. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Good morning, church. Um, I'm here to share my testimony about... Um, how I met 
Pastor Nkechi. So, um, in my last year in the university, I first of all saw Pastor Nkechi on RSTV, on the television, uh, Fresh Dew. And the first thing, I wasn't born again then, but the first thing I was like, ah, who is this fine woman? That was just in passing because there was a scripture that she shared that, and it just stayed in my heart, and that went. So, um, months later, I served in the year 2001. So between the year 2000 and 2001, I became born again. But I was still going to my family church. Or the Orthodox Church, I was in the choir then with my uh, robe and everything. And Pastor Kechi was invited to preach. I remember that day vividly because there's a chair that they put for them to sit. And we as choir were directly opposite her. And throughout, I was just looking at this woman. I said, ah, I know this woman, I know this woman. And she went up the box. There's a box that they'll put you to preach. And she was like, uh, she's not used to this box. That Can she come down? She came down, but that service, she shared the testimony of her, the birth of her daughter, Chloe. She shared that testimony that day, and she preached the word. I know what was going through my mind, because that was the mindset I had that time, was that, ah, who is this fine woman preaching the gospel with such passion, and with such, with such passion? I remember, immediately she preached, from where I was seated, she just got to the exit and she left. Now, I didn't know how the church was. I didn't know the church. I didn't know. I said, where is this woman's church in Portacourt? I don't know. I had an extra semester. So while I was in school, my neighbor, late for lake, say, I asked, I said, do you know this woman? She said, she's my pastor now. I said, what, what are you waiting for? The, the way I dropped, <laughs> the way I dropped the robe, I moved. Nobody told me. She, I said, where's the church? Where's the church? I was school at UST. She described, she said, you go to Wimpy and this thing. Shortly afterwards, um, we're called for service. So I went to camp and came back. Immediately I come back to Portacourt, straight to church. When I went to camp, I met some other people, but they were trying. I said, mm -mm, I already know where I'm going to. So once I come in straight to the capital's church. So I asked for a meeting with her, and she graciously allowed it. So I, I went to meet her. So I was telling her, I don't know. I don't know that the way I'm feeling now. I don't know what to do. I don't know what direction to go. She just looked at me calmly and smiled. And I said, that, do you speak in tongues? I said, no. She said, okay, don't worry. That she will pray with me and that I'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. So she sat across me and held my hands, and softly she prayed for me. 
And then, you know, from my belly, I should open my mouth and start to speak. <laughs> but it happened, Sha. And I started speaking in tongues. The joy that day, eh? I walked from church to, to Wimpy Junction. I was just happy. Hallelujah. I had been convicted, so transport wasn't an issue for me. In fact, when coming to church, I had my high heel in my bag and my slippers. I would walk from Wimpy to Capitals Church. When I get to church, I wear my heel. We continue the guy when we come. If it's raining, my parents were wondering, what is wrong with you, this girl? Once it's raining, I'm with my big umbrella. Nothing was going to stop me. I, was, I, can't, I, I did that. That was one of the happiest days of my life. I was just praying to the Holy Spirit till I got to Wimpy Junction. And I, I continued going to church. In fact, I even started foundation class. It was Brother Dan Juma that did the first foundation class. But I had to leave because of service. I had to go to Lagos for service. And the rest is history. And lo and behold, um, we are here. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the testimony of a changed life. Amen. All right. We are blessed to have a servant of God in our midst this morning. We're going to read something about her in case of some of you don't know who she is. Um, I believe this meeting was divine. God's divinely put together and it's to bless and empower everyone here this morning. Amen. All right. Um, I'm going to read something about our, our guest speaker. Pastor Nkechi Ene Mrs. is a full-time minister of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. She is the president stroke director of the studies of Ecclesia School of Local Church. She served as the associate pastor to Pastor Charles Mofuma until he went home in glory on the 27th of February, 2013. She's currently, or she now serves as the presiding pastor of the Carpenters Church. She was born in Accra, Ghana, and spent most of her early years in Lagos, Western Nigeria. She's a graduate of University of Nigeria, Osuka, with a first class honor degree in engineering, electronics engineering. Pastor Ketch, as she's fondly called, is a woman of God who possesses a passion for excellence in the things of God and does so with transparency and tireless dedication. Truly a mother in Israel. Our love for God's people is at the center of our heartbeat to see them move from one level of glory to the next as they apply the same principle she lives by which she learned under Pastor Charles and that teaches to millions on fresh dew. A 30 minutes TV program which gives inspiration and direction and is aired on different stations and around the country and also now on the social media platform. 
She has inspired many to, into taking the bold step to discover and enter God's purpose for their life with a switch from a well-paying engineering career in the oil industry to the most fulfilling job of all, that of being a full-time minister of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pastor Nkechi is anointed to dynamically teach the word of God with grace expressed in clarity and charisma. She's married to a maker, Ene, an engineering executive. They're blessed with two daughters, Zoe and Chloe, and an adopted daughter, Tracy. To give honor to whom honor is due, I'd like each and every one of us to stand up this morning and put our hands together to acknowledge and welcome Hallelujah. Pastor Inkechi Ena. Hallelujah. 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 It's okay to smile. You can smile. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Please sit down. Glory be to God. 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 How many of us are expectant this morning? Glory. I like that. She's expectant. Yeah, your expectations will be exceeded in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Pastor Roland Anuche. Thank you for having me here. I've been here twice before. This is a different place from where I was when I came. I came in 2015, I think, and I think 16. And it's been a while, and a lot has happened since I was here, and more will yet happen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'm happy to be here. Um, I came here with some people. I came with um, Sister Ruth Owade. She's going to minister in music before I preach. And uh, Brother Ife, there he is. <laughs> Brother Ife Mafiru. I came with my PA. She's also my daughter, Mrs. Osinachimaeva. I came with Bash Abbas, who is my bodyguard. <laughs> Amen. And outside, we have some books and CDs if you want to pick them up. Gloria and um, Felix. Uh, no, Gloria and um, Peter, rather, are taking care of that. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God? Yes. What is the theme of this conference? Increase. Are you ready to increase? Yes. Let me hear the loudest shout for the person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who's ready for increase? The loudest shout from the person who is ready for increase.
you see, you must want it. It can be a theme and it will pass you by. You must want it. You must be hungry for it. In every area of your life, you must be ready for increase. And tell yourself, at the end of this meeting, every area of my life, I will experience increase. Let me hear you give one more shout of praise as we welcome Ruth. searching for 
What you're looking for, what you're searching for, God's got it. What you're looking for, He's got it. Come, come. Hallelujah. Lift your hands if you know that Jesus, lift them up. If Jesus has everything you're looking for. The increase we're talking about, Jesus has got it. Amen. And today he's going to show us, today he's going to show us how, how, how to walk into that increase. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Jeremiah 29. My husband brings his greetings. He's in transit. Or he would have been here with me today. My husband of 31 years. Amen. Did I say Jeremiah 29? Verse 4. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, to all who were carried away captive, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses and dwell in them. Plant gardens and eat their fruit. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters that you may be increased there. Everybody say that I may be increased there and not diminished and seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it for in its peace you will have peace. Amen. Amen. Today's message for, for you today is titled God's Strategy for Increase in Tough Conditions. God's Strategy for Increase in Tough Conditions. If you name today's service Increase it tells me that you desire increase. Well, I can tell you that everybody here will agree that there are tough conditions going on right now. 
tough conditions financially, tough conditions in the country, probably tough conditions in your marriage, tough conditions all around. Is it possible to increase in tough conditions? Or is it just wishful thinking? Are we going to leave here and we just had a good service and nothing really happened in our lives? There is a strategy that God has for you to increase in tough conditions. Can we reduce the feedback, please? I'm hearing myself. There is a strategy that God has for you to increase in tough conditions. The background of this text we just read was the children of Israel in captivity. They were in exile. Who agrees with me that exile is a tough condition? If you are in exile, you've been kicked out of your country, either politically or because of a, um, crime or something, and you've had to run away to another country. You'd rather be at home, but you're not there. That's a tough condition. But the word of the Lord came to them in exile and began to lay out a strategy whereby they could increase. The word of the Lord has come to you this morning in that tough condition you are facing to lay out a strategy for you whereby you can increase. Who wants to learn that strategy? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. I said glory be to God. Well, you see, for, for God to be saying that, it tells me two things. It tells me, listen, that your ability to increase is inbuilt. It's independent of the condition. God saw them in captivity. God saw them in exile. God saw them in the tough condition. And he said to them, do this, do this, do this, do this. That you may be increased there in that condition. In that situation, that you may be increased. God saw them there. So it means he didn't see the condition. He didn't see the captivity. He saw something that was on the inside of them. Listen to me. Your ability to increase is inbuilt. It's right there in you. He said that you may increase and not diminish. It also tells me that regardless of the condition, diminishing or stagnating is not God's plan for you. I want to repeat it. Regardless of what is going on in the country, regardless of what's happening in your business, in your job, it is not in God's view for you to diminish. A tough condition is not a valid excuse for you not to increase. That's the way God sees it. Ah, but God, can't you see I'm in captivity? But God, can't you see? Why, why are you talking to me about increase? Deal with the captivity first. Deal with the exile, deal with the problem, deal with the country, 
He says, no. My strategy is independent of all that. Amen. Amen. So what does it even really mean to increase? It means to become greater in size, in amount, in degree. It means to grow large. Increase has come to this house. Not just in the number of people that are going to be here in the very near future, but in the content of the people seated here. Oh, I prophesy increase to this house. I prophesy increase to people who are committed to this house. I prophesy spiritual increase. The eyes of your understanding being opened and enlightened. I prophesy greater, larger revelation in line with the word of God. And as that happens, I prophesy that it will come out in other areas of your life. Increase has come to this house. For wherever the word of the Lord is, the anointing to back that word is present. And if the word of the Lord is coming today on increase, may Antela Bushkaya, the anointing to back it is present. Who believes that? Who believes that? Who believes that? Who receives that? Who believes that? Who receives that? Who believes that? Who receives it? Glory be to God. Glory be to God. It's inbuilt. That's what it means. That word in the Hebrew is the word rabba. It means to multiply. It's not talking about one plus one. It's talking about multiplication, not addition. If your mind can see it, if your mind can take it, you will experience it. It just takes one visitation from God and your life changes completely. Just one. Amen. So this increase actually means increasing increase. Not just increase, but increasing increase. It is the same word you find in Genesis 15.1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. That word great there is that same word, increase, rabbi. Listen to this. Listen, listen from the Amplified. I am your shield, <laughs> your abundant compensation, and your reward shall be exceedingly great. For those of you who are working in salary jobs, this is your abundant compensation. Another translation puts it this way. I am your ever-increasing supply of finances. That's literally what that means. It is the same word you find when God blessed 
man after he created them. Genesis 127 to 28. God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase. Same word. Be fruitful and rubber. Be fruitful and multiply. Why could they do that? Because he first of all blessed them. If you're a child of God, you have the blessing upon you. You are not cursed. You are not like the common man outside. You are actually different. And you're expected to acknowledge that you are different. God blessed them. And once he placed that thing on the inside of them that enables them to increase in tough conditions, he now said, now go. Go and begin to multiply. Regardless of what happens, go and begin to increase. You've got the blessing upon you. Amen. Amen. So are you ready for the strategy? Ready? Number one. Back to our text. Genesis 29. From verse 5. There are four things we're going to learn. I'll try and go fast. Verse 5. Build houses and dwell in them. Everybody say build houses and dwell in them. Say it again. Build houses and dwell in them. How does that translate as a strategy for increase? Is God saying that if you are not a landlord, you have not said increasing? Is he talking about physically building houses? How many of us here live in our own houses? One person. So that has changed. Oh, it's so sad. You don't believe it. What? You don't believe it. You don't see yourself in your own house. No, you don't. You want to be a tenant all your life. Listen, tenancy should be a phase in your life. I repeat, tenancy should be a phase in your life. You say, ah, Pastor Ketch, you're talking because you live in your own house. I was married for 24 years as a tenant. So we didn't get married and become landlords. So I'm not telling you that I'm saying it because I got married and immediately we were landlords. We were paying rent for 24 years. And then one day we got angry. But before we could even get really angry, and we're still talking about it, our landlady kicked us out. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I said she kicked us out. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And by fire and by force, we built our own house. Either that happens in some cases, or in some cases, the landlady would decide to sell the house, or landlord 
We say, okay, you know what? Take the place. But he said, build houses and dwell in them. The message there for increase is stability. Stability. You are not stable as a tenant. Yeah, I like the silence in the house. You can be a tenant, you are in your, in your parlor, relaxing, you've made plans, and then one yeah, yeah, landlord just walks in and says, eh, I want my house. I'm giving you two months. Just like that, your wife may be seven months pregnant, and landlord wants his house in two months. And that's it. There's nothing you can do. But what are you say three months? Uh, agreement says six months, you must still live. There is no stability when you are a tenant. The message here is not about building houses or tenancy. It's about stability. God was saying to them, get stable. Before you can talk about increase, get stable. All of you shouting increase, get stable in your Christian life. Make sure you are stable in the word of God. Make sure the wonderful confession you read this morning is part and parcel of your life outside of Sunday morning. If you're unstable, you will not increase. Increase does not come independent of stability. Too many people are desiring increase, shouting increase, but they are not getting stable. You say, how do I get stable? Well, listen, that word build is another interesting Hebrew word. It's a word, bana. What is bana? And I'll tell you why I'm telling you this word. When you look at when God created the bodies of Adam and Eve, it was time to create Adam's body. The Hebrew word used there, if I'm not wrong, is a word yatsa. And that's a word, it even sounds like yatsa. It's the same word used, listen, to show how animals were created. Sorry, men in the house is Bible. The same way God created your body, yatsa, is the same way he created dog. Cat, just join some parts together. We were a man, they go. He did not use that word for woman. Can I hear the woman in the house? <laughs> when you see man body, you see human body, it's different. Man body, you join some things together, attach some parts, yatsa, they go. Then it was time for Eve. God settled down. He washed his hand. He cleared distraction. He did not do yatsa. He did bana. Bana, listen, means to build and construct. That's why you take build woman, construct her. That's why when a man sees a woman, he's confused. The way he shouted, I hope you are married. <laughs> a, a, a man looks at a woman by sight and he's excited immediately. A woman can look at a yatsad body and nothing do until you begin to torture her or 
romance her. That is different. We're built differently. Why? It is because, not, not, not in do demand. It is because God took time. Listen, 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 listen. God invested time and thought to construct a woman. It is the same way he says to you. For you to be stable as a Christian, invest time and thought in your Christian life. Then you can increase. I say again, increase is a dream that will never come to pass if you are not stable. I prophesy and I teach. So I will tell you how to make that prophecy come to pass. Although I'll be lying to you. There are too many frustrated Christians out there shouting on prophecy. But they don't know what to do. I can come here and shout and go. If you don't get stable, the Bible says unstable as water, you shall not excel. Excelling is a form of increase. How much time and thought are you investing in your Christian? How long have you been a Christian? How often do you read your Bible? How do you pray? Do you pray in the Spirit? How committed are you to the house? These are all things that bring stability. Now he says, build houses and dwell in them. Listen, if you are going to build a house, you can build a house you will rent. You know that there are landlords who have houses they rent and the one they live in. And sometimes you look at the quality of the house they live in. Hello? It's very different from the quality of the one they are renting. There are some who have, read, have built small, 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 face my face to you, rooms on the campus for students. But they won't put their dog in those places. They won't put their children there. Why? They have built houses, listen, listen, but not houses they can dwell in. But that same landlord, you go to his or her house, they've taken time to construct a mansion that Oga and Madame are living in. God says here, the Christian life you want to build for yourself, let it be something worth your while. Invest time to build your Christian life so you can dwell in it. Don't build a war, war Christian life that you will not be able as the landlord to dwell in it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible says, abide in me, John 15, 7, I believe, and let my word abide in you. So when you live in the word, and the word lives in you. You are building houses and dwelling in them. That's when increase comes. Can you still shout increase? Yeah. And shout stability. stability. So write down lesson number one. To increase. Invest time. To be established. Write it down. I like to see people writing. That's the beginning of building stability. Don't be looking at me, anya, anya. Write down. 
so you can go back and read. Lesson number one, to increase. <laughs> Invest time to be established, to be stable, and to be planted in Christ. To increase, invest time to be established, to be stable and planted in Christ. Let's turn to Acts 11. Let me show you some things quickly before we go to the next point. Acts 11, 19 uh, to 26. Now those who were scattered after the persecution... They arose over Stephen, traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, preaching the word to no one but the Jews only. Uh, look at 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Please, if you are chewing gum, can you take it out of your mouth? That actually distracts me when I'm preaching. Apologies, but please. Anyone who's chewing, chewing gum should remove it. And the hand of the Lord was with them. And a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Thank you. 22. The news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem. And they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart, they should continue with the Lord. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. Does that sound like increase? Then Barnabas departed for Saul, for Tartus, Tarsus, to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was, listen... For a whole year, a whole year, one year, they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. In the Bible, in studying the Bible, there's something called the law of first mention. The first time something is mentioned in the Bible, look for it. You will find out a lot about the meaning of that thing if you look at the first time it's mentioned in the Bible. For example, fear. The first time fear was mentioned was in the Garden of Eden. You look at the meaning. You learn a lot of things about that concept. This is the first time people were called Christians. Being a Christian is not Christian versus Muslim. Christian versus Buddhist. So one is Christian. Mm, mm, mm. That's what they call it. It's not, it's not that. Being a Christian has some greater significance than being the opposite of a Muslim. Are you hear what I'm saying? So this is the first time. The first time. The first time. They say, I... These people are Christians. What was it about them? We see them increasing. 
What was it about them? Number one, they were stable. They continued in the faith. They didn't start today and leave tomorrow. They didn't come to church on Sunday and the next Sunday it was raining. They didn't want to come to church. They didn't, uh, uh, you know, you're a Christian today. Tomorrow you backslide, continue. Mm -mm. They continued in the faith. That was the first thing we saw about them. That's who a Christian is. That's how come you increase. Second thing about them is they were committed to God. No matter where they were, they were committed to God. Third thing about them, they were able to sit under teaching for one year. If Pastor Roland announces that for the next one year, we're going to be teaching four times a week so that we can stabilize you. And he shouldn't do it too, but assuming he did that. Many of you will not call you. Ah, now I just if it, but if he announces, listen, that for the next one year, and four times a week, there'll be some drums of oil and water here. Marital problem will be solved. Barrenness will come out. Unemployment is out. Near success syndrome is ended. This hall will not hold the people that will come here. True or false? Some of you who have not invited people to church will have the confidence. Am I throwing stones? Say, hey, pastor, don't enter action. I don't wait since the time we done teaching, 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 teaching. As he has announced one year of oil and water, you brought run like five services. But will you be stable? Will you truly be a Christian? These are the Christians. One year. Barnabas went and found Saul. Ah, Saul, see the grace of God exploding here. See increase. You are the apostle to teach them. Please come. Come and help me. These people are a peculiar people. The way they hunger for God, eh? the way they are increasing. That is how increase comes. Build houses and dwell in them. Somebody say build houses and dwell in them. Give the word of the Lord permanent residence in your life. Give the word of the Lord visa to have permanent residence in your life. Amen. Second thing we see, Jeremiah 29, verse 5. Build houses and dwell in them. What's the next thing he says? It's okay if it's not open. Your Bible is open, I presume. So let's read it together. I want to go. Oh, so you need the screen. You need the screen to read. Let me see your Bibles. All of you read it. Then read it now. The 
which side? I'm looking at Bible. <laughs> I don't see Bible for this side. Everybody knows their Bible. Some things are being raised now. It's no book I'm seeing. Okay. The next one is what? Say it again. Lesson number two. To increase, you must start a war against lack. To increase, you must start a war attack against lack. Lack poverty. Build your capacity and break your dependency on other people. I'll say it again. If you want to increase, you must start a declare war against lack. Declare war against poverty. Declare war against anything that wants to diminish you in anything God has said is yours. Why are you discussing and negotiating with such things? Go on, declare war. How do you start this war against lack? How do you build your capacity? How do you break your dependency? It said here, plant gardens. Stop. They were in exile. If you just see plant gardens, it will look like God was telling them, listen, to plant gardens for those who captured them. Correct? Huh? The increase God is talking about is not for you to be enslaved to anybody. He said, plant gardens and eat. Eat the fruits of the garden you planted. These were people in captivity, in tough conditions. Plant gardens, but eat. Turn to your neighbor, say, eat. Eat. Say to them, eat. Say, wage a war against poverty. You're not talking to them. Turn to your neighbor, look them in the eyes. Wage a war against lack. Tell them he never do you. Don't you want more? Did they answer you yes? Can I hear increase? So how do you wage this war? It's very simple. It's what you have heard repeatedly. It's nothing new. You should jump. I said jump. I said jump. It's very good you are jumping. You will now hear what you are jumping into. Stand up. Don't stay there. Stay there. You should jump into the cycle of sowing and reaping. Or you are jumping. You should jump into the cycle of sowing and reaping. Why do I say jump? 
Me, I don't like to bath with cold water. Call me a jebo. Call me anything you want, it's okay. My husband uses that one to abuse me. You can see a jebo, you cannot bath with cold water. I have nothing to prove. I don't do cold water. Hello. But if I'm, you know, this mission work we are doing, this work, work of, the, of Jesus, sometimes you go to preach somewhere, there is um, only cold water. So your only option is to not bath and smell out the anointing or to do what? Jump. That's the way I take a shower. In. I'll say, oh God, it's cold. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Isaac, okay, Jesus, I'm here to do your work. Jesus, I encourage myself. I'm a missionary. Oh, but it's cold. I'll touch the water. It's cold. Then I said, you can you have to, but time is going. And I just close my eyes, my nose, and I do what I do. Into the shower. Then eventually you adjust. Eventually you adjust. It is that fear of that initial ah, that stops many of us from jumping into the cycle of sowing and reaping. You cannot increase if you don't sow seed. Begging. Poverty will pursue you down. I repeat, you cannot increase, especially financial increase, is wishful thinking. We can hold 10 meetings. I can come here for 10 Sundays and be prophesying to you. Nothing will happen if you don't pursue these strategies. There's a cycle, friends. There is a cycle. I said there is a cycle. And I'll make it very simple for you. I need five people. Quickly, on stage. Five people. Okay. She's counted. Yes, five. This way, please. Okay, you come here. You come here. Okay, awesome. This is the cycle of sowing and reaping. Now, in every cycle, everybody has a role to play, correct? Huh? If you don't know your role, right, will the cycle be complete? Huh? At the end, is increase. I assume we'll get there. But if you don't know your role, the cycle will not be complete. Now, there are two participants in this cycle. Only two. God and you. Okay, let's check it. Who is likely not to do their role? Is he God? <laughs> God is faithful. God is God. God know the forehand. So anyone that is God's assignment, 
he has done it. So now you were supposed to discover your role. After you discover them, do them. Once you do it, the cycle is complete. So number one, who provides the seed? Shout it. Are you sure? Scripture. He gives seed to the sower. Great. So who provides the seed? Who plants the seed? Scripture. Go on. Say it. I planted. Apollos was, ah, brother. Yeah, I will soon bless you now with something. You are too, you are too much. You gave me the first song, second one now. Scripture, I planted Apollo's water. So who plants the seed? God is faithful to provide the seed, correct? So there is nobody here who doesn't have seed. If you say you don't have seed, you're calling God a liar. You're saying God did not do his part. Because in the cycle, everybody has a role. So God provides the seed. If you don't have seed, either A, you cannot see it, or two, you don't even know that God has given you seed. Everybody here has a seed. You plant it. Three, who waters the seed? So it's still you again, eh? Huh? How do you water the seed? Your prayers, your confession, your heart posture. You cannot be offended and angry with people on forgiveness. You're killing your seed. So you nurture your seed, water your seed. You speak what you expect your seed to produce for you. That's man. Number four in the cycle. Who produces the harvest? Eh? Huh? Scripture. Some fell on good ground, produced thirtyfold, sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. This is where many of us stop. But in the final part of the cycle, who goes to the farm to reap the harvest? Then the cycle is complete. God provides the seed. You plant it. You water it. God is faithful to multiply the seed soon. Then you now go out and collect and reap. You went out bearing Psalm 126 verse 6. You went out bearing your seeds to go and sow them. The same word, you come back bearing your sheaves. One, you went out crying, like when I jumped into the cold water in tears, but you go back rejoicing to collect your increase. Is that simple? Is that simple? If you are not playing your role in this cycle, 
Talk increase from now till Jesus comes, you will not see it. And let me tell you a challenge. This principle has been abused by pastors. A lot of men of God have messed this up. So many of you are skeptical. I don't want your money. I didn't come in for your money. I have never gone anywhere to raise money. And nobody has been stupid enough to ask me to do that. Because if they do that, they will see something. I don't raise money. I preach the gospel. But there are pastors who do that. We come here, and by the time I finish talking to you, directly or indirectly, you give me all your money. In fact, there's a story about a pastor who invited a minister. <laughs> and the minister finished preaching. <laughs> and when he finished, he raised an offering for himself. <laughs> by the time he finished, the people gave him plenty money. By the time the pastor counted the money, he started crying. He said, ah, you have this kind of money. And I've not seen it. And you gave this person. Why? Because the person manipulated them. That's why some of you are afraid to sow. Everywhere you go, somebody shouting, give, give, collecting your money, stealing from you. God's principles are right. God will not violate his own principles. If God says, this is the way to do it, that's what it is. No matter how man wants to be intelligent, and the nonsense they are doing in the West with marriage, God's institution of marriage remains man and woman biological man with a penis and biological woman with a vagina. That is God's pattern. It will not change. So God's pattern for you to increase is so in Arabia. That's it. That's the way I live. That's the way I live. One of the cars I came with is a brand new car. I was hand, the key was handed to me by a church member. I said, ah, Pastor, you are so lucky. No, I've given out four cars, if not five. I can't even remember. I have to sometimes count. Why am I counting? Because that's my hundredfold decomo. I can't give out five cars and collect one car. Collecting one car, praise God, I thanked him that it's working. But my husband and I have given out cars, the two cars we had, and we were trekking on a, we were going on Okada. We gave out our two cars at the same time. I've given out five cars. It's five. I can count them now. So when you see me driving it by multiple brand new cars and giving out more, don't be angry. I said, don't be angry. I said, don't be angry. That's the principle. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. As a family, we've given out all our land, all the land we've ever bought. God has taken all of it from us. 
and we willingly gave it. When he wanted to reward us, he literally gave us a city. The amount of land he gave to us, he literally gave us a city. Somebody sees us in our property now and says, ah, you people are so lucky. Hey, you people have money. No. No. The amount of land we sold, we didn't shout when we did it. Listen, our harvest shouted it. When your increase comes, it will shout what you have done in private. You don't so see that make noise. You so sit quietly and you speak on it, trusting the God of the harvest. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You've got to jump in. You can't be doing this, Michi, 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 Michi. Write down these five words. There are five ways you have to sow seed. Number one, sow your seed in thank you. Thank you. Sow your seed intentionally. So live here today. Be intentional about sowing seed. Don't be holding your If you hold like this, you cannot receive. When you see a need in the church, jump in and collect it. You see the kind of chairs the church uses? Buy one more, exactly the same chair. Quietly. Don't go and buy a different one so they will know what you did. Look for this same chair. Go out and buy one more. Just tuck it inside. Quietly. That may be, maybe you cannot pay for all the chairs in church. You can buy one. You see the fans the church uses? Quietly go and pick up one. Just drop it there. Or tell pastor, pastor, I want to buy a fan. Please, am I allowed? Can I? Pastor, say go ahead. Buy it. Drop it there quietly. It's your seed. So why are you shouting increase? You see somebody who has little children. Bless them. Ask them how their school fees are being paid. Take a child and support that child. When my daughters, daughters were going to America to study, I didn't know anybody there. You see, this seed time and harvest thing, it affects every area of your life. I didn't know anyone. I just prayed a simple prayer. I said, Lord, it's time for my harvest. My home has been a home for many children. They've come through my home, gone to school. My husband and I have trained them through school. Now my children are going off to school. I don't know anybody where they are going. My harvest has come, and I thank you, Jesus. As we got to the U.S., we met a wonderful Christian Nigerian woman who just took them and became their school mother. For all the while, till now, they have a relationship. That, that, that was a harvest. I would have been here worried about it. I, I drew my seed. I said, look at the number of children I've trained. That was my seed, Jesus. Now I, you can call on this cycle anytime. Somebody shouts, increase. So number one, I said intentionally. Sow your seed intentionally. Sow it sacrificially. Don't give the one that is convenient for you. 
If you have one million naira, you give five thousand and won't hear again. Make a sacrifice. Give, give something will pinch you for body. You people are not shouting and smiling again. It's okay. I'm here on invitation. I have my own church. I will soon go. But until my invitation expires, I go talk with him in my mouth. I should go ahead there. Anyhow, I go talk him. So if you like those smile, nothing to me. Give sacrificially. I need two people up here. I'm not two. You cannot come, baby. Yes, two of you. Yeah. He's a student. He has a, in his bank now account, he has 50,000 uh, women abroad. It's just example. I'm not cursing him. She's a millionaire, a billionaire. In her account, women abroad, she has how much? Talk it, talk it. Five, Five words. Hey. My dear, stretch here. I'm calling you a millionaire. Five words. Is it, is it? What is five million? Is it? No, don't shout the one that you fall down now. <laughs> okay, let us take it. She has 50 million naira. Let's start from there. He has how much? 50,000. She has how much? 50 million. Hmm? Could, let's make his own 100,000. She has 100, he has 100,000. She has 50 million. They are giving offering, they are raising money or whatever. We are contributing to a church project. He will now come and dance and, and drop 50,000. She too, she will come and dance and drop 500,000. If the pastor is foolish and some pastors are foolish, he will start to honor her, worship her, make her a pastor, put her in the front row. Why? She gave 500,000, correct? And he gave 50,000. They would despise him, not pay him attention. The poor student. Who gave more? He gave more because he gave with a greater level of sacrifice. Who will God note? Who will tap into his increase faster? Meanwhile, she's there with her 50 million, making noise that she gave 500,000, which is 1%. I've always said this. When you want to give, calculate in percentage. Don't let numbers deceive you. To know if you are giving sacrificially, calculating percentage. She gave 1%. Abby? It's more than 0.1. 500 times 10. 5,000 times 10. 50,000 times 8. She gave plenty, plenty, point zero percent. But he gave 50% of what he had. 
some students give 2,000 naira in an envelope to me. I pray over it and cherish it more than some millionaire who writes me a condescending check of 100,000 naira. I'm not deceived. Am I talking to you? So don't let anybody intimidate you out of your seed. Your seed is your trigger for your increase. Thank you. Intentionally, sacrificially, generously, generously, with discernment, give with discernment, don't give out of pity. Don't give because uh, somebody looks hungry. Don't not give because someone looks rich. That's not discernment. Giving good ground, that's what it means to give in discernment. And finally, give continually. Give continually. Did you notice that the scripture said, plant gardens? Did you see that? It was plural. What's the difference? You plant a garden, you just plant and go. This is an orchard. Big farm. The only way you can plant gardens is by planting continually. Amen. Amen. Number three. Number three. What's number three now? Let's go back. Louder. Take wives and beget sons and daughters. And take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands so that they may bear sons and daughters. Question, what does this mean? What does taking a wife show you? Is there a married couple here? Married couple? Once, yeah, can you, can you come? With your wife, yes, yes. How many years have you been married? Huh? Six. Do you have children? Yes. Okay, good. Come. Please, can you welcome them? Clap for them, please. Look at you. I know you. Chili flower. <laughs> you. I know him. Chidi Flower is his name. I don't know what you call him here, but this Chidi Flower. <laughs> okay, Chidi. So, Chidi, I knew him as a bachelor. Chidi is a bachelor. You're not here yet. Move. He's a bachelor. He boasts about his potential as a man. Chidi is an adult church. Adults and teenagers, they can handle what I'm going to say. He boasts about the power of his sperm. 
Hi. The potential in me, I can burn children, is a boast. It remains a listen. That potential remains speculation until he takes a wife. When he takes a wife, he makes a union. Listen. That union brings out the potential in him. That union proves to us that indeed his sperm is powerful. It proves to us that indeed he has the potential to give birth to children. Are you following me? So the union he made, listen, has brought increase out of him. My auntie Broshkia, may you get this. The union he made has brought increase out of him. If she's on contraceptive and he doesn't know, he will stay in the union, but she will keep blocking his potential. Are you with me? Are you with me? So, what is the lesson here? Thank you. Lesson number three. If you want to increase, unite yourself with the things and the people that will cause your potential to come out. Such a powerful principle. If you want to increase, unite yourself with the things and the people that will cause your potential to come forth. Who are your friends? Who are your associations? Who are your mentors? Who do you listen to? They could either be enabling your increase or limiting your increase. I'll say it again. These are the kind of gospel that is not taught in many places. Why? Because many people just want increase, increase. I prophesy to you, increase, scatter your homes. It's good. It's good. And I prophesy that to this house. Things will not be the same after this meeting. Because the prophetic word has gone forth. Increase has come to this house. What the prophetic word does, listen, it speaks the end. What the teaching of the word does, it shows you the work. The end is secure. 
God has said it. He doesn't lie. Because you know the end, you just take the walk. What is the walk? Create stability. Sow seed. Unite yourself with the right associations. Some of your friends are killing you. Some of your friends are killing your increase. You will live here now. You've heard of sowing and reaping. You ah, they, ah, they deceived you now. Never that woman. I beg go. Hold the country is hard though. I be. But as she they preach, the thing just move me. Leave those things. Say, brother, you're right. I beg. Maybe they leave this country. They go. This one, the one you know, great. You don't know what's going to happen. You take your mouth and you kill everything that God has planted in you. What if you had a friend who said to you, yeah, I was in church too. Man, my life was just changed. I'm going to make some decisions. Things I'm going to sell some. You begin to encourage yourself. You know, my tithe, I won't pay my tithe anymore. Indeed, I'm going to be more committed. Imagine one year. Now, oh, bro, you hear that? One year. Now, that one a Christian now. Both atmospheres are they the same? One is enabling increase, one is limiting increase. Who do you call a mentor? Who do you call in your local church? Which church have you chosen to be your church? In a church like this, the word of God is here. It's a good choice you've made, it's a good union. That will bring out what is in you. But there are some churches that are killing your destiny. Some of you visiting maybe in those churches. I'm not asking you to stay here. Find a church here or otherwise that the word of God is preached. Unite yourself with the word of God. Unite yourself with the right associations. Break some relationships today. And everybody said amen. Break some relationships today if you're a Christian. If you're not sure, talk to pastor. He will advise you. Those are choking you. The Shunammite woman saw the man of God. Ah, that's the man of God. I perceive. Come, 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 come. Enter my house. You see, as she began to practice the strategy, she began to provide for him, built him a hotel room, penthouse, took care of the man of God. In that room, listen, in that room, in the atmosphere she created by her seed, in that room, she received her miracle. She didn't even want a child anymore. She was tired. The man said, Nalai, you will collect that child. She now had a child. The child now died. In that room, she went and laid the boy and said, it is well. We all shout, it is well. Watch what she did. She made an association and that association saved her son. 
question to ask you, are your associations enabling increase or are they killing it? Are they? Unite yourself. Turn to someone tell them, unite yourself. Say it louder. Unite yourself with the people and the things that will cause your potential to come forth. Look at them. Tell them, end every contraceptive relationship. You know what that means? Everyone that is choking the sperm, God has put so much inside you. So much. It could be that friend you have that is choking what God has put inside you. Let me read this verse of scripture to you before we go to the last point. Look at Acts 4.13. I've taken an hour now. Can I have another 10, 15 minutes, please? Okay. okay. Acts 4.13. Now when they saw the boldness, everybody say boldness, boldness. of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they marveled and they realized that they had been with Jesus. Can I have Peter and John here, please? Peter and John, please. Peter and John. <laughs> okay. They said they were uneducated and untrained men. Who is Peter? You. That word uneducated, listen, 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 is a Greek word, agrammatus. A, a in the Greek is negative. Grammatus. Think of grammar. A, A in the Greek before a word is negative, that word. So agrammatus is negative grammar. Meaning simply, say, in a notebook. Agrammatus. Then, this one, two of them, in fact, they were both agrammatus, and they were both untrained. That's another word. Idiotes. Think of idiots. They were foolish. So they were illiterate people. They were unlearned. In other words, in today's protocols, you say they are bush. They are bushmen. You know, as a grammar tools and idiots used to be. You know, no book, you know, go school. A bushman. But they made a decision one day. Come and be Jesus with your hair. Come. See, funky Jesus. They made a decision one day to follow Jesus. Jesus was not a grammatist. He was not idiotist. As they continued to be moving around, hold hands, 
They were following Jesus. They followed, they followed and they go. Don't uh, follow, go down, come back. They follow. They follow now. Now this Jesus, do you see him doing? Is he doing that? So if so, if Peter finished eating chicken and he wanted to remove the bone from chicken, Jesus too is eating chicken. I'm showing you the power of association. He's eating chicken. Peter will look at Jesus in the full arm. He'll look at Jesus. When Jesus finished eating chicken, he dropped the bone. So Peter that was about to do, will look and say, okay, now they do the canteen. We just drop the bone. Do you understand? Then somebody will say, something will happen. They will see that Jesus will meet a fee and talk to a fee. Hello, sir, pardon me. Can I please, uh, you understand? Peter before, I mean, come on for road. When he now sees Jesus do that, you say, oh, that's not how they address people. Though. The next time Peter comes, my auntie, what will happen? He will say, um, he copy Jesus. Uh, if he please, what is happening? The association is rubbing off. And things that Peter and John didn't know were inside them are coming out. So they saw them. They saw their boldness. I'm sure amongst learned people, no complex. Ah, no be Peter and John be this. No be agramatos and idiotes be this. As we're trying to understand, what's it? What? Ah, they have been with Jesus. May that be your story. May that be your testimony. That you have been with the word. You have been with the spirit. You've been under the teaching of the word in the refuge house. You've been with Pastor Roland. Ah, okay. Na refuge house member. Okay. Na so they be. They are different. May that be your story. That is, the, that is how increase comes. You know, many times we're making connections. Make the spiritual connections first. You know, they follow politician, they follow PDP, they follow APC, they follow the LP. They run. Those people are surface associations. Go deeper. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you who your friends should be. Ask them to show you who you should associate with. Are they enabling increase in your life or are they limiting increase? Thank you. Lift your hands and thank God. Let's do the last point. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This increase is so important. It's so important. And these principles are critical, Pastor Roland. Because it says here, take wives and beget sons and daughters. But listen, it says now those sons and daughters 
take wives for them. Take husbands for them. Whatever decisions you make, listen very well. Whatever decisions you make concerning increase today and these strategies you are learning, it will become a generational decision. Your children will benefit from it. Your children will learn it. When you see children of people who abide in the word and the word abides in them, they stand out. It's not because their brain is different or the Bible they are reading is different. Okay, no. The parents, some of you are cheating your children by refusing to walk with God. I'll say it again. You are cheating your children, born and unborn, by refusing to walk with God. By the year Christian life you are living, you are cheating, you are literally cursing the next generation. They come home, they see you yell at your wife, they see you yell at your husband, they see that you're not living the life they're being taught in children's church. You're wrecking their mentality. You're setting them up for diminishing. Take wives for yourselves. Then when you burn those sons and daughters, do the same thing. So they too will increase. Teach your children to make the right, right associations. Teach them to sow seed. Teach them to build themselves in the word. That is a generational decision. Thank you, Jesus. Last point, number four. Are you getting something from the word today? Do you smell increase in the house? Do you smell increase in the house? I can hear you. Do you smell increase in the house? Do you smell increase in the house? Say, so I smell increase. I take increase. I receive increase. It is mine. In the name of Jesus. Verse 7. Seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive and pray to the Lord for it for in its peace you will have peace last point to increase uphold your location Watch your mouth and maintain the right confession about your location. To increase, uphold your location. Watch your mouth. And maintain the right confession about your location. It says, seek the peace. Shalom. Seek the prosperity. Seek the well-being. Seek the wholeness. Seek the health. What are you saying about your location? He said, Pastor, what is my location? Well,
me, let me, let me tell you what your location is. Do you have the NIV version? Who is, is he the one doing it? You have NIV? Can I have Jeremiah 29.7 from the NIV, please? I don't normally use the NIV, but I want to use it here. Okay? Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. Pray, listen, listen, listen. Pray to the Lord for it. Listen. Because if it prospers, you too will prosper. If, listen, if you curse your location, will your location produce increase for you? Is that simple? Ah, but the message is God's strategy for increase in tough conditions. Tough conditions will make you say rubbish. As you say rubbish, you are cursing the ground that is meant to produce for you. You see, eh, there are too many Christians who are frustrated. I meet them every day. They go to church, they come back, they prophesy on them, they shout on their head, but nothing is changing. These are some of the basic truths you need to fix. Get stable, sow seed, watch your friends, and watch your mouth. And you will explode. Get stable, invest time and get stable. Sow seed. Watch your associations. Stop making emotional friendships. Minister of the gospel. Stop following big names because they are big names. Follow who God asks you to follow. Your associations could be killing you. That's what God wants to tell you. Then watch your mouth. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Watch your mouth. Increase and diminishing are in the power of your tongue. Watch your mouth. What are you saying about your location? If it prospers, you prosper. Bless your location. Bless it. Bless it. You want your marriage to prosper. You want your husband to change. What are you saying about him? Stupid man. Yeah, yeah, man. After, we'll come on, we'll be telling you in church. Anyway, we are praying, Sha. Have you not heard that before? We'll keep praying. One day, maybe he will change. Yeah, yeah, man. See his head like his father's head. That thing his father did to his mother, he will not do it to me ever in this life. Nonsense. Anyway, sister, will you join me and fast for my husband? It will not produce for you. It will not produce for you. You want children, you constantly speak down on your wife. But you refuse to go and check yourself. Now your wife gets a problem. Each time the woman's period comes, you swear on her. Let this better be the last period, though. 
Let this better be the last period. I didn't marry a man. Nonsense. Then during her ovulation, you're going to sleep with her and expect her to produce. You're a foolish man indeed. You have cost your location. If it prospers, you will prosper. Bless her womb. Bless her ovaries. Bless her fallopian tube. And bless your sperm. If it be you, we get a problem. Silence in the house. Bless it. Watch your mouth. Christians talk rubbish. And expect God to bless them on top of rubbish. God, he doesn't hear. Listen, there are people called polyglots. Polyglots are people that speak more than one language. God is not a polyglot. God speaks one language, faith. He doesn't speak any other language. Chinese, Russian. Oh, I'm a polyglot. I speak several languages. Clap for yourself. God speaks one language. If it's not faith, he doesn't hear it. So all that rubbish you are talking, God has left the sin since. Don't come out. You're in church, you've chosen this church. Then stay here and be blessed. Stay here and increase. Just by mistake. Pastor, a human being, no. Hello. If he cuts my body now, blood will come out. The anointing just shifts, blood will come out. If you cut pastor now, blood will come out. So pastor will come here, just something we just do here. Ah. Now wow. you need to ask pastor to take behave today. Anyway, no, just the watch him. Make you just the watchman of God. You're cursing your location. If you don't want to stay here, go. If you want to stay, stay and bless. Stay and bless. If you've chosen to stay, then shut up. Use your mouth only for blessing. And support the work. Do you know what it means to be a pastor and come to church on Sunday morning and it's raining, and one third of the church is present, the rest are in bed. You know, some pastors' hearts break, they worry them. Let me tell you some truths. You've worked hard, you've fasted, you have this powerful message. You came to change the lives of the people. By mistake, it began rain. One of the pastors' nightmares, Sunday morning rain. Rain a blessing normally. But for pastors, rain are like us on Sunday morning. Because some of you will not shift from your bed. How are you supporting the location that is meant to bless you? Enter the rain and come to church. If Shell calls you for work, GTB, you will enter the rain and slow safe. I'm going to answer the, the interview. And you want to increase. Bless the location you have been planted in. That's your obligation. Should I continue? 
bless the country. Nigeria is highly almost unblessable at this point. But we go bless them. I say we go bless them. Now one passport I get, the color is green. It is my passport for my country. No criminal can take that country from me. So you bless. Don't join the crowds talking rubbish. Don't join people talking out of their belly. Talk out of your spirit. You want to jackpa until you jackpa bless the location. So he can help you jackpa. If it prospers, you will prosper also. Church, there's increase in this house. There's increase in this house. I said there is increase. I can't hear you. There is increase in this house. I'll say it again. There's increase in this house. I'll say it again. There's increase in this house. Yeah, we will, we, we, won't, we, will, we will end all the bad reports. Every bad report is crucified today. In the name of Jesus Christ. We will be like Joshua and Caleb. We will not be like the ten spies. We've seen the land. The land is good. Pastor Roland, the land assigned to you is good. The land is good. The land has fruits. The land is producing for you. And your church is full of Joshua's and Caleb's. People who will look at the land, ignore the giants, and they will say, we are well able to overcome it. We are well able to increase. We are well able to grow in spite of the tough conditions. People who will build themselves. I see people who will abide in the word and the word will abide in them. I see people who by God's spirit will have an increased hunger for the things of God. An intense wave going through the congregation of a hunger for the things of the spirit. People who will take the time to build and construct themselves in the word of God. I see people taking a step to jump into cycles of sowing and reaping. People who have never sown in their lives, we break that today in the name of Jesus Christ. I release courage into the hearts of people. Courage to do the will of God. Courage to be not just hearers, but doers of the word. I speak a change and a shift in the heart posture concerning giving and receiving. I declare that this house is a distribution house. This house for listen, says God, increase doesn't come before distribution. 
distribution comes before increase. For as you distribute, you will increase. You don't wait to increase in order to distribute. As you put your feet on the water, the water will be solid for you. I see chains and shackles falling off people's hands and legs. People who've been shackled by associations, shackled by the spirit of fear, shackled by the wrong relationships, shackled by the wrong unions, shackled by contraceptive relationships, we break them in the name of Jesus. We release fertility and fruitfulness. Fertility and fruitfulness. I prophesy doors opening. Doors of favor. Doors opening. Doors opening. In the name of Jesus. Phone calls that will release increase are being received right now. Right now, phone calls. Unusual mele ketevekia, unusual vessels. Rahab's walking up to you. Unusual vessels used by God for this increase. I prophesy that the doors they are opening. The doors they are opening. The doors the Karima Saint Abia. The doors they are opening. The doors they are opening. The doors they are opening. I see, I see promotions. I see promotions. Undeserved promotions. I see people shifting for God's people to take their place. I see it. For increase, Ma Ilakuta Sebahaya has come, Ati Bahasa has come, Aleve Sekete has come, Malavi Kisia has come to this house. Increase has come to this house. Increase has come to this house. Increase has come. Shivaraya. Get ready for unusual things. Unusual visitations. <laughs> Get ready for men to carry the matters that concern you. Pali atise feketerebosha. Rakutaya. Rakutaya. I see a new language. A new language. The old language is out the door. The language of death is out the door. Palia. The language of the tough condition is out the door. Maati Kaya. The language of sickness is out the door. The language of life has come to stay. The language of increase is here to stay. For that language attracts life, says God's spirit. So life consumes 
everyone here. Bodies are healed. Jobs to unemployed are here. Businesses are growing. Doors are opening. Manifestations in the ministry. Strange phone calls are coming. Father, we worship you. Worship him. Receive his words. I can't eat this sticker. Worship him. Oh, please lift your hands up and worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. Speak to him. Begin to speak that new language. Tell him. Tell him. I receive the increase. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him what you've learned today. Tell him. Thank him. Tell him I make the change. See, I'm here today not by mistake, not by coincidence. My life will never be the same again. Increase hasn't just come. Increase has come to stay. There will be definite testimonies. It has come to stay. And after today, into tomorrow, and the day after, and the week after, we will speak only the language of faith, life, and increase. Lift your hands and worship Hallelujah. Can we lift up our hands and worship God? Come on, thank Him. Thank Him. Just thank Him for what you've heard. The Word of God is a seed. Thank Him. In Jesus' name. Now, now, before I take our offering, listen to this. Let me share this. On the 1st of January this year, 2023, my usual practice, get directions from God on what He's telling us for the year. God said this to me. He said, increase is your portion. Expect it. I heard it 1st of January this year. So that word stayed in my heart. Now, we've been trusting God on um, when she will come bless us again after the last time she came. And we're praying, 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 trusting the Holy Spirit. There were several attempts because of external engagement, she couldn't make it. Finally, she agreed that she was going to come. And I asked the Holy Spirit, what's the team? And he reminded me what he said 1st of January. Now, this is where it gets interesting. For months, we've been praying for the meeting. About three weeks ago, we came here to pray on Friday. As we were praying, the Spirit of God opened my eyes, and this is what I saw. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.